There yeah. He is. Oh there he yeah, is. he's recording. So Who's I can cut a... all the extra shit if, if necessary. But Who's yeah, a good boy? Are. Craig Bot's a good boy. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right. Um, Scene. I gotta get my. How, how uh, do we do this again? I forget. Hold on. I gotta get my uh, Arizona popped. You know. Oh, I just got a notification from Twitch. Second City Kids is live. Hey, that's us. Yeah, it is us. Well, it's me, well. but it's also us. It's weird. I'm gonna, weird things. I'm gonna subscribe from this weirdo. Okay. No, <laughs> she. She. Hold on. Let me get the. Just in case anybody uh, follows or whatever. In the meantime, in between time. All righty. Are you guys ready to get this shit cracking? I need a moment. <clears throat> oh, okay, fine. Sure. Uh, he's having a, He's doing a bio break. Oh, okay. So they oh. call a, a poo poo doo Oh, okay. And oh, the... we don't got that kind of time, man. Uh, who do you think I am? Scott that takes a 40-minute shit? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He, he literally went to go take a dump while we were watching a movie one night, and the movie ended. That's sad, actually. It's not like, bro, like your bowels don't move that slow. You just be sitting on there on your phone. True. Because yeah, you'll hear I... a <laughs> every couple of minutes. <laughs> and then my phone goes off on Instagram. True. It's like, bro, just wipe. I don't know how y'all be sitting on the toilet for like 40 minutes. My legs start to like go numb. Cramp up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that's not good. And then you stand up and you like fall tip over into the to- into the uh, tub. And now yeah. you got a shitty ass and you're in a tub. And No, just me. Okay. One of these days he's going to forget that he has a phone in his hand and he's going to go to wipe and then accidentally wipe with his phone. Oh, man. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? Shit. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I should probably grab my beers. I'm going to do that. Give me one second. No, he's them. not ready. Oh, is that the cherry apricot crap? Yeah. yeah that's what I thought. Oh, <laughs> you can tell he's excited. Are we sponsored by them? No, no way in hell are we sponsored by them. The hell? Here oh, he's slamming. Bro, Here you can go. get a coffin couch for $8,000. What do you mean? Define coffin couch. It's a coffin, and then it unfolds, and it's a couch. Ah! Let me get my headphones back on. Greg, you want to give me $8,000 for my birthday? Oh, nice. You, you see away? that coffin couch? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll sell the S3. Hell yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, bro, you can get it in red velvet? Fuck yes. Oh. Satin. Oh, wait. All right, you guys. Are, are we ready? Uh, are you ready? Yeah, you go out here, like, screaming and slamming doors and grabbing beers and shit. Well, I, no, I just want to show, show the people on Twitch if, uh, oh. yeah, because it's like a visual. There's a visual element to this thing now. I keep forgetting you're on Twitch. Yeah, man. So there's a visual element to this now. So uh, that's why uh, I got to be able to have my, my stuff ready to go. But are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Excellent. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 160. One six zero. We are back. I know it has been quite a long time, uh, probably a month, I think, probably, since the last episode, but that's okay. Uh, With with quarantine and whatnot, uh, we've mentioned this before, not a whole lot of talk about these days, but that's okay. Uh, Like I said, we are indeed back. So with that being said, um, you know, we, we got some stuff to talk about today. 
you know, I'm Jacob. I'm your host as normal. And I have my my buddies here. And I want my buddies to go ahead and introduce themselves. Go ahead. Yo, it's uh, your boy Gabe over here. Um, I'm always here. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> me, Greg. Me, Horny. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. okay, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Excellent. All righty. So it has been a very long time uh, since we've been on the air with these wonderful folks. And basically, how's the last month been for you guys? Good. We drove 2,500 miles and came back home. Oh, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. You guys want to talk about your trip at all? Uh, sure. Yeah. So we went out to Colorado. We went to Denver, did some hiking, got some tattoos. Uh, what else did we do? We ate some good food. We ate really fucking well, like too well almost. Yeah. Uh, went to some antique shops, got to some bookstores, went and smoked hookah at this really nice joint that apparently shut down like literally, what was it, like a couple days later, which because mm-hmm. they weren't following precautions to COVID, which really sucked. Went to another joint and that was pretty sketchy. Never would go back again. Um, <laughs> I went to some outdoor malls. Traveled around in the University of Boulder because, you know, just kind of crying and weeping because the campus is gorgeous. And our school that we went to here in Chicago was um, <laughs> slightly bigger than my high school. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, cool. I'm glad you guys had a good time. Uh, well, this video isn't sponsored in any way, but shout out to toyota for providing the 2020 camry that somehow we beat the fuck out of yeah <laughs> well yeah good for them thanks toyota we appreciate it but uh before we get started to agen- this agenda we had a couple things to talk about uh well number one on, on the notes is uh grant imahara uh for those who don't know he was from mythbusters uh unfortunately passed away um quite sad because grant was one of the i think he was like one of the like the electrical specialist on the show. The robot and, and electrical guy, he, yeah. Yeah. And uh, wasn't he a host on BattleBots or whatever, too, on Sci-Fi? He was. He was. And, and uh, uh, it just kind of sucks because, uh, I mean, I know we all watch Mythbusters here growing up. Yes, well, absolutely. To uh, to a certain extent. It was easily one of the better programs on the Discovery mm-hmm. Channel back in the day. And it just kind of sure. sucks that a big piece of your childhood is gone. And I yeah. guess rest in peace, Mr. Amara. Absolutely. He was on Tabletop, too, for a little bit. He did a couple of episodes on Tabletop where he was wonderful, wonderful. Uh, you know, had a brain aneurysm. So, like, it wasn't even something that we saw coming. It kind of just happened, which is very sad. So, That's rest scary. in peace, like Gabe said. Like, yeah, absolutely. Rest in peace, like Gabe said. Um, you know, he's wonderful. But uh, I want to review my beers up at the top of the show. So, uh, I signed up for a service. It's called Taver, 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 Taver. And... Um, I got like a box of beers, right? I, so the the subscription comes with six beers, but like every other day they have like a beer of the day that they uh, release, and you can like claim it and add it to your box if you want to. So that's what I did. All right, I added about five beers, so eleven beers total arrived at my house. All these beers come from like smaller breweries, like microbreweries all throughout the country. Okay, so I just kind of want to talk about it uh, because I have a few here. I drank two of them so far. I'm not trying to go through them that quickly because uh i'm trying to savor them because some of these are really delicious so i'm gonna open up with one um it comes from a brewery let me look up the name it should be right here somewhere uh where is it at brewery viant viant in grand rapids michigan it is called cherry apricot i don't know if y'all can see that hold on let me poke my poke my head over there yeah you guys can see it all right so um cherry apricot okay and uh it's exactly what it sounds like it's a cherry apricot beer sour a delicious blend of fruited farmhouse ale and wood aged sour ale. So this is the first one I tried. Uh, it's very, very good. All right. So I think me and Gabe have probably talked about this on the podcast before, but I am a big sour person, right? Mm-hmm. I love my sours and this is right up my motherfucking alley. All right. So um, 
unapologetic fruit, I guess, is like the name of like the brand of beer or whatever, as far as like um like the divisions or whatever. And it's delicious. So uh, it has some great fruit notes in there. Uh, and I'm kind of uh, very tart, too. I like tart beers, sours. It is what it is. And it was very, very good. So that's the first one. All right. Uh, cherry apricot, un- unapologetic fruit. That's the first one. Now, the second one, which I sent last night, is called Yacht Zombie Apocalypse. Okay. And it's also a obviously a sour because that was my preference that I put. This is from Brooklyn, New York. It has a wonderfully designed can, as you guys can see. And uh, it, it was also very, very good. Very tart as well. Sour ale, raspberry, blackberries, and peach and blood orange all infused in this wonderful little beer. And uh, very hot, uh, very, uh, that was more beery than the other one. Like it tasted more like beer, which is a good thing. And uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, both of the beers so far have been really, very good. And I definitely would recommend. And it's, yeah. Uh, what the hell? And as far as um, they can't hear me. Who can't hear me? Sally can't hear me. Hold on. What happened? I'm not muted, am I? Oh, I am fucking muted. Damn it. Whatever. <laughs> ah, Whatever. I'm fixed now. Twitch. Yeah, I'm muted on Twitch. I'm good. Yeah, I'll be able to do that later. All right. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, the beers are really good. <laughs> basically is what i'm trying to say so i highly recommend them like i said i have a whole bunch of them left over still and uh yeah maybe depending on how often do we do these maybe i'll just i don't know upload them singularly or do twitch streams with these very very good very good beers so uh definitely check them out if you come across them now ultimately the thing that bums me out the most about this stuff is that once i'm done with them it's going to be very hard to get a hold of them again so um Hopefully, I'll be able to find a way to get these some of these guys shipped to me. So there's that. So what are you paying for the monthly? So yeah. the the monthly box that comes with six beers is sixty bucks. All right. Uh, so obviously a little bit pricey, but uh, just due to the fact that they are smaller breweries, breweries and stuff like that, I think it's kind of par for the course, you know. Um, so that's a little expensive, but each individual beer probably it comes from based on what it is. It could be as low as six dollars to ten. I think the highest one I saw was a 15, but that was like a a barrel aged, scotch aged drink, you know? So, um, yeah, so every beer is a different price. Like, it's a little bit expensive, but that's what you get when you get these style of beers and how small the breweries are. I imagine it's not very, it's not very uh, cheap to get these uh, these breweries all in one centralized location. You I know? mean, you figure you're going to pay between six and eight dollars for a craft beer at a brewery anyway. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, and, you know, it gets dropped off at your front door. Uh, so overall, the service, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with it so far. Uh, like I said, you could kind of go into the website or the app itself and, um, like, give them your preferences. Like, if you like hoppy beers, if you like sours, ciders, light beers, lighter beers, and, like, imperial stouts and all that, you can kind of select. And it'll kind of uh, grab the beers that you want kind of collectively and uh kind of make a little box for you so the the box itself is like totally randomized all right and um so it's kind of cool overall i like it and i think it's good stuff so uh yeah that was my beer review uh like i said unapologetically fruit and yacht zombie apocalypse fucking fantastic which one's the cherry apricot one the cherry apricot is called unapologetic fruit Ah. that's the cherry that's the cherry one so it's all good stuff Good beers. I'd recommend if you ever see them out there, out and about. Like I said, it's going to be very difficult to find these again. So hopefully um, I can find some of these guys. The ones I like to ship out to my house, maybe. 
So there's that. Excellent. Let's keep moving. What's next on the agenda? Let's do movies, TVs, and books. Uh, we got a little teaser of Halloween Kills, which is supposed to be this year's Halloween movie, a sequel to 2018's Halloween, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's talk, Mr. Jake. All right. So, uh, like I said, it's a snippet. It's very um, limited in what it shows us, but I think it kind of hits the the finer points. Basically, it's immediately following the events of the one from 2018, and it is Laurie with her daughter and her granddaughter in the back of that that uh, truck that they hitched a ride from. Lori's bleeding profusely. And as they're driving away, uh, the fire department seems to be heading to Lori's house. And she's screaming. Everybody and her, and her family members are screaming, no, let it burn, because Michael is in the house. All right? And that's basically all we get. Now, the thing about this Halloween film, which was originally supposed to come out this year, unfortunately, due to everything that's happening, has been pushed back a year. So it will not be out this year. It'll be out actually next year, which is also what they announced with that little teaser. So that's a bummer. But from what I understand, it's completely in the can. And uh, and I think you mentioned it, and I saw this as well, that apparently this Halloween Kills is supposed to have uh, the largest body count yes, of any Halloween film. Because, uh, yeah, which is kind of impressive. I don't know which one holds the record for that. Maybe I should look into that. But uh, that's exciting, you know, uh, because I think um, as far as how the, the, the 2018 one, I think some of the kills were, were pretty fantastic. You know, yeah, I, you know, we're very much quality over quantity on this podcast, but I don't think yes. we're bitch if we see some more gore. Absolutely not. So um, as a matter of fact, I think uh, when it comes to the 2018 one, we saw a lot of uh, the, the aftermath of the kills, but not a lot of the actual killing happening. But a lot of the. Uh, the remains of the victims in these movies were very violently disposed of, like the guy with the jaw that was like all broken and shit, uh, and the gas station and the 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 guy and the, the, the fence one, man, the fence one. Oh, I, I forgot, I forgot to mention that one. Yeah, the fence one, and, one. and the dude who was uh, stabbed to the wall. That was pretty, pretty sick. Uh, so there was there's some good kills in there. So I'm glad that um you know that we were able to uh, get a, a higher body count. Hopefully they get some quality kills in there because uh, like you said, usually we are quality over quantity in that regard, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Cause you know, uh, Gabe's going to give Danny McBride all the credit, but he did a great job. So here we are. Uh, it was McBride and the team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm very, very much looking forward to this and uh, kind of sad. Like I said, that we have to wait a year for the next Halloween film, uh, but I'm excited. Let's keep it moving. Let's rock and roll. Speaking about films that are uh, <laughs> films, I guess. Uh, yeah. Mulan. <laughs> yeah, so Mulan is, a, is officially being moved to Disney Plus. The Mulan, the live action version, which I think you and I have both talked about kind of previously, how it kind of looks like the best uh, live action adaptation thus far in the you know the the Disney's initiative to redo these these films in the live action setting. Uh, is being added to Disney Plus, but uh, it's not that simple. Unfortunately, um, they are adding an additional price tag to be able to watch Mulan on Disney Plus. And it's not even just that. It's the fact that that price tag is basically $30. To So you're paying for two movie tickets, essentially. Yeah. To watch Mulan on Disney Plus, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. So they're making if you buy it, you're they're making forty five dollars off you that month, pretty much. Yeah. And for me, 
Uh, I think it's a total ripoff. <laughs> I think because... that uh, streaming has gotten to this weird point where they're comfy and they know people are going to cut their cable and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they're seeing what they can get away with, especially the mouse, because the yeah. mouse is in everybody's pockets one way or another. Yep. Um, and I just think it's kind of insulting. I mean, you're already paying the monthly, right? And if you're not paying, this should be a good incentive for you to be like, oh, well, I wanted to see Mulan. Here's my opportunity yeah. to, right? Yes. And um, there's that. And also, I mean, I, got, I can kind of understand them wanting to recoup some of their losses when it comes to the movie. I'm sorry, um, Disney posting losses. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? But like, you know, it obviously wouldn't have made as much money being released to stream as it would to go to the theater, you know? So I understand the need to maybe want to charge a premium for that. But $38 is a lot. That is a lot of fucking money. That is not cheap in any way, shape, or form. And basically $30, you could go to a fucking Best Buy and get a fucking good Blu-ray for $30. I think for 30 bucks you can get the Ultra HD, the black box one. Yeah, that's what I'm like the steel cover one and shit like that. Like you can get a nice DVD Blu-ray for that, um, and just for you to, uh, to to rent it, quote unquote, it's it's too much. But like I said, um, I I think five dollars would have been a fair amount to pay, ten dollars tops. But thirty is that's a lot, man. I don't know what they're what they're trying to get away with. Like you said, it's basically a a night at the movie theater that you'll be paying for, essentially. You the know, mouse is horny for your wallet, man. Yeah, I get it, but fuck, man. I mean, that was not the time to um, <laughs> to be trying to pull shit like that, you know, especially with everything going on. They feel like, like you said, maybe because they're sitting at home and people want to go see it, so let's let's try to see what we can get out of them. But when it comes to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unsavory business practices. <laughs> right now, everybody has a lot of time on their hands and will have no problem writing a vlog post about how ridiculous that is, you know, because I saw a lot of uproar about it myself on uh facebook and all that so i think it's a little bit ridiculous so there's that let me see what you say i said it's heresy yeah absolutely it's it's pretty sick so any other thoughts on that guys uh no i think that's it uh pretty light on the movie talk um Mm -hmm. but theaters are slowly starting to come back around not amc's your local ones so be on the lookout for that yeah we also see the reemergence of fucking uh drive-thrus or drive-ins So you know, there there used to be one uh, where the haunted trails is, uh, by by my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I tore it down. Yeah, I thought you mentioned that. Yeah, they right now they're doing one at Toyota Park. Everybody's got one. So I think Soldier Field's gonna be opening up one. They're popping up everywhere. Uh, so the thing about that though is, I don't know if I would want to see a new movie in a drive through a drive in. I don't know if I, I feel something like that. Jurassic Park would be a lot of fun. Jur- Jurassic Park would be cool, like Greece or something like that. That would be cool at a fucking. You know, driving, but like, yeah, I wouldn't want to really, really want to see something new at a driving. But they're not really doing that. They're doing like re-releases, Ferris Bueller, shit like that. You know, so uh, yeah, it's very, very cool. Now uh, let's go ahead and move over to the game, the gaming, the gaming conversation. All right, uh, Far Cry Six leak. What do we so, know about this? Well, actually, um, when I put this topic on the agenda, there was leaks of it that a uh, some website, I believe. Chinese Amazon leaked it, blah blah blah. But since mm-hmm. then, uh, they've done like a full like reveal. Re- yeah, a full reveal. Mm-hmm. So Far Cry Six is out, Greg. This is more in your wheelhouse, isn't it? Um, I, I mean, I, I busted through a couple of the Far Cries, yeah. So, what do you, you think of Far Cry Six? Yeah, how you feeling? Um, so what, what's the premise? Because I actually don't know the premise. I mean, like all I all I saw was that leak 
which looks like, you know, obviously you're in some sort of South American country and uh, you have the El Presidente who has his forces and then you have the rioters that are kind of uprising uh, against him. I mean, that's so far what I've got with the plot with that. But there's some speculations going on um, that since, you know, it's like there's a younger kid involved. Some people are saying that this is going to show kind of like the upbringing of Voss, which is. You know the original, the original kid from uh, the original uh, and antagonist, right? The the antagonist, yeah, from, from Far Cry Three. Yes, yeah, because you know it, that could be his dad, and then you know we have Voss. Which, oh, you know, yeah. So there's that coming coming on. I could definitely see the correlation that they're getting from that. Um, so if that actually ends up being the case, I think that'd be phenomenal. Um, it would tie up a lot of like loose ends, especially with the whole you know Far Cry mm. Three and all whatnot. But yeah, I mean, like, there's obviously some uproar. Well, I want to say uproar, but some people are like, "Oh, it's just another Far Cry game. It's gonna be the same shit over and over again." And it's just like, what's makes sense? Like, you know, I, like who, who cares? <laughs> you I, know, well, I don't even think that's fair though, because I don't think Far Cries don't come out nearly as often as like an Assassin's Creed used to. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think that's, that's even a fair kind of thing to say about it. Because um, Far Cry, like, and I know people have, like, mixed feelings about, like, the last couple. But overall, I don't think the major complaint was that it's a bad game. I think the major the complaints are about the story and whatnot, kind of being loose and whatnot. Yeah. But um, the games are well built. Like, there's yeah. nothing, nothing wrong about the Far Cry and the way they do that they do their games. Yeah, I, I really, really liked Far Cry Three. I, I, you, you played it too, Greg? Yeah. So, I mean, I was gonna say that, like, with the Far Cries, Ubisoft, all they've been doing is just, like basically improving. I mean, like, Far Cry Three to Four was a pretty decent jump. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to do with Far Cry Four. That's one of the main staple games. Like that stand out to me out of all of them like that you know that's where they kind of brought in a lot of things primal took a little bit of a step back um I, but it was different like they took a, it was, they, yeah, yeah it was it was different but they didn't really address a lot of issues of like you know you feel pretty empty in that whole world the 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 whole class subclass tree with the different characters that you had was quite tedious and it was essentially the whole game was essentially a, a big old grind like mm-hmm. as much as i enjoyed primal i think the one thing that i pretty much liked about it was the fact that you could tame like a bunch of these animals like that's kind of like the main like fun that i had out of it just going around hunting down all these like you know like saber tooths and whatnot and just kind of having them as a pet um but then after that you know five came out which was like a pretty big step up uh from what i've seen i haven't actually touched five i did buy it recently though Mm -hmm. um but i did play new dawn and new dawn was hella fun like with the whole uh upgrading your base and whatnot and just like the the scenery was fun uh it was beautiful you know the companion that you had around you like i liked how you can switch off like different companions like they weren't just animals i mean they could be animals yeah like a mm-hmm. i think like a boar and a dog and shit um but yeah they like all i've been seeing is improvements and improvements so you know i think with six like you know they're probably obviously it's going to be way better than five in my opinion mm-hmm. um i mean I, that's very like up there in the air now because you know we haven't seen much about it but i'm pretty excited and you know a new far cry title is always welcome uh on my turf yeah for sure uh and it's not even just that but apparently they got some heavy duty players when it comes to the voice acting and modeling uh Giancarlo esposito is uh supposed to be the dictator uh for those who don't know he was uh the guy who played gus in breaking bad and uh he was the general's name in um what's it called the mandalorian i forget his name offhand but he, you know, he's playing the father. Uh, Anthony Gonzalez is, is the son. Uh, was uh, the kid who played um, Miguel from Coco. So they got some legitimate voice actors on this too, and uh, it, it looks pretty interesting. I pulled it up on Wikipedia. That's what the people on the on the stream are seeing. But yeah, it looked it looks cool. Um, I got nothing against it. 
uh, like, like you said, man, Far Cry always always improves a little bit. They're, they're not just copy and pasting every single year. You know, uh, they bring something new to the table every single time. And it's coming out in February, February twenty first of next okay. year, and uh, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, cool. hopefully, hopefully, since this is set in like some sort of like a South American city, I kind of hope they kind of focus on the um, more urban like density of it because a lot of the other Far Cry games, I mean, the other one was set in like what, like Montana or something like that mountainous and a lot of forests and stuff but whatever they want to see is more like you know cityscapes and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff so south america i'm kind of thinking like maybe there might be some favelas in there i don't know i think that'd be a, a little bit more interesting than kind of just forests and such but the vegetation actually, is decent too so it's actually going to be uh cuba they're spired off cuba so cuba. there should yeah, that makes there, sense there, there should definitely see some uh some like havana styled environments so uh, that'd be cool. Absolutely. So Far Cry, we're definitely looking forward to it. Uh, that's going to be on my list as well. Uh, speaking of games that kind of popped up out of nowhere that I have enjoyed, um, let's talk about Road Company. So Road Company is um, is high, it's high Res's newest jam. High Res are the guys behind Smite and Paladins, and they have released their own third-person shooter Um Kind of in the styles of, slightly in the styles of Gears of War with the hero mechanic of something like a Siege or, I guess, Overwatch. Um, and a little bit of Counter-Strike influence in there. And it is a 5v5, right? Yeah, five, no, 4v4 uh, style of game. And uh, you obviously you select your hero and you get to upgrade your weapons throughout. Every hero has like a preset weapons that they could choose from. And you play against each other. They have, like I said, like a search and destroy style game mode. And uh, they also have kind of a King of the Hill style game mode as well that I've been playing. And I have quite enjoyed it. Uh, I've streamed it a couple of times here on Twitch. And I'm having fun so far. Um, There really isn't a complaint that I have about it. I think as time moves on, uh, I think it's only going to get better. I am highly intrigued with the current uh, product. And now, right now, it is a closed beta, I believe, still. Uh, so you would have to pay to get in. But I know the intentions are for it to become a um, free-to-play, you know, like in the style of Smite and stuff like that. So that is coming uh, for, you know, the general public soon enough. I would highly recommend it. Have you guys seen anything about this? There's a little bit of gameplay from, I believe, it was a YouTuber called Mr. Fruit. But uh, okay. I don't know, it seems kind of fun. Um once it's out of open beta, or one, I guess, because is it currently in open beta, or is it you need like a code and shit? You need a code, yeah. You need a, yeah, you need yeah. A, yeah. Well, I guess once like the whole that whole process gets over, it, I'm definitely gonna check it out. And then yep. we can all squat up. Absolutely, it's cross play on obviously all of the the consoles and PC as well, so we could actually link up. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the the newer titles. You know, with multiplayer, they're all introducing crossplay, which is always like good, 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 ter- good times. You know, absolutely. So uh, well, I'm glad, that. and hopefully, I can get you guys on board when the game opens up to the public. And uh, yeah, it's very, very cool. So I would recommend this 100. Uh, percent So definitely check out Rogue Company if you get the chance. Speaking of games, uh, we're keeping it moving. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is out. Okay, um, I am also playing through this on Twitch. Now, unfortunately, I haven't really got the opportunity to uh, play as best as much time into it as I would like to due to my work schedule kind of getting fucked around a little bit. So um, what I have played so far, Ghost of Tsushima, obviously, Tsushima is obviously a game that is based on Japan, uh, probably somewhere near like the 1300s or so, um, where the Mongols have invaded Japan. And uh, basically... Within the first couple of minutes of the game, 
the war fight's over. <laughs> like the samurais, <laughs> the samurai lost. And uh, the Mongols are slowly taking over this island in Japan known as Tsushima. And uh, with that being said, uh, there's a lot of gameplay elements here that I am very, very fond of. All right. Uh, once you start playing the game, you kind of feel like the mechanics uh, for the combat are kind of thin. Like that's your initial impression. Uh, but honestly, it opens up like heavily uh, throughout the gameplay, especially where I've gotten so far where I've locked on different stances and stuff and the stances uh, kind of you cha- you choose different stances for different styles of enemies. So like a shielded guy, you choose this stance for a sorted enemy. You choose this stance, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, you kind of once you kind of get the hang of it, you're able to chain again your your stances with the type of enemy that you're fighting and you're able to fight large groups of people all at once. And uh, it is very satisfying, all right? Um, it's styled, obviously, kind of those old-school samurai films uh, that you may see. And the game itself, as far as the environments, are just beautiful, man. Like, they did such an excellent, excellent job of um, the, the environments. Because you are like you could be riding on your horse, you're just like, whoa, that's fucking cool. Or that looks really cool. And uh, they did a great job with that. Now, unfortunately, with that being said, as far as some of the facial animation of some of these characters, not great. All right. And uh, I feel like they put a large part of their budget to how the environments look and how they sounded. And then they started to run out of budget. They're like, oh, fuck, we still got to do faces. Um, So that's kind of what it felt like to me. Um, But overall, so far, uh, I am enjoying it quite a bit. You're able to customize your 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 character quite a bit. Uh, different hats, different armor. Armors do different things. All armors are different. La la la. You're able to unlock mythic tails, which um, you know, kind of the higher quality armor and stuff like that. Change the colors of these items. Upgrade your swords. All that bow and arrow. All that. All right. So plenty of growth. Learning it still, uh, but I'm really, really quite enjoying myself. And uh, honestly, where I'm at right now, um, you know, the last podcast that we did, I talked about The Last of Us. Honestly, I kind of like this game a little bit more right now. So um, hopefully we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the story's pretty good, too. Uh, but right now, I'm, I just have a ton of fun with the, with the combat. Like Every time I come across a Mongol guard, I'm going to fucking fight them. And you do a standoff and super cinematic and all that kinds of stuff. So this is Sucker Punch. These are the same guys who I believe did an infamous all right, so uh, these guys know what they're doing, and overall, I'm quite enjoying myself. I don't have a like a like a grade for it quite yet because I haven't finished it, and obviously the story hasn't really gotten anywhere because I'm just so busy doing side side quests. You know, it is an open world game, and like half of the content is side quests. So I've been fucking around with that a little bit, uh, but I would definitely recommend it for the people and uh, who have the PlayStation. So definitely check it out. Very cool beans. Uh, yeah. Somebody put Suicide Squad on here. What's going on with this? Suicide Squad. So they have a game that is coming out being made by WB. I think they said somebody said uh, somebody in Rocksteady was involved in this. And it's going to be a Suicide Squad versus Justice League game. All right. And uh, I haven't heard much more than that. I guess it's announced. <laughs> I haven't heard much more than that. But I just wanted to know, you guys have any interest in playing a Suicide Squad game? Or is it kind of has that ship kind of sailed for you guys? I haven't even watched the first movie, and I'm not really interested, so I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll maybe look at some gameplay. I mean, the only other game that was kind of a spin-off that I actually played was like, uh, 
it was like a Warner Brothers title. I forgot what it was called. It was like uh, um, I think Gotham City Imposters. That's what it was. That game was fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. That was that like g- the the last like kind of spinoff type title that I've actually like. I mean, I don't know if this is technically labeled as a spinoff from all that stuff, but I don't know. Like, I'll probably check out the gameplay if it's something like that. Then I might pick it up. But otherwise, Gotham City just... Imposters. Wow, I totally forgot about <laughs> that game. Holy shit, that's a deep cut. Uh, how about you, Gabe? Spinoff games? Spinoff game. Or just in general, how do you feel about the game? What do you, what I care opinion? not about Suicide Squad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, they have a tabletop RPG format coming out for the Hellboy series. So I'm looking for that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it'll be like... <sighs> how do I explain <laughs> this? The heathens who have never thrown dice. It's like D&D, but a different gaming format. A different okay. character creation, different rules, but it's very much a role-playing game. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that. That's not out quite yet. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, dude, you, you caught me with my pants down on this spin-off game stuff. I'm sure there's a couple that I quite enjoyed. I like the like the movie tie-in games for some of the Star Wars ones were pretty tight, but did you like uh which one which one would you put like as far as the tie-in games? Because for the most part they're trash, right? But uh, were, the like... episode three, Revenge of the Sith was yeah. awesome. I that, played that, that fighter, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had like a, you could like a multiplayer, like choose your own like Jedi type of situation. And there I was had... this uh, there's this glitch on the PS2 version of the game where if you played as Grievous, he had the gun for the ranged attack. And while the intro animations are playing, you could hit the trigger and hit the other player before the fight even started. That's that was my cheap trick. Ah, I'm breaking. <laughs> yeah, gave with the cheap tricks. Uh, obviously, Spider Man that that Spider Man for the first movie, uh, the Ra- the Raimi movie that was really really good too. Uh, the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, the game uh, from like O2, like the comic cell shaded style one was fucking mm-hmm. phenomenal. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, yeah, so that's coming out. Uh, obviously, we'll have more opinion on it when we get going, but I actually did not put this on here. Who, who's this? This is me. So Cyberfunk Bomb Rush. Um, if you've spoken to me for more than 10 minutes, you know that one of my all-time favorite games is Jet Set Radio Future. Yep. Um, and so for the longest time, fans have been asking for a remaster, a remake, a sequel. We'll take anything we can get at this point, right? Just port it over to the Switch or something, right? Um, and so none of that ever happened because Sega um, are very picky with what properties they let die. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just hasn't been Sonic yet. I don't understand why. But anyway, um, so Cyberfunk Bomb Rush is a game developed by Team Reptile that is essentially a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio Future. And the main music producer, composer, director is the same dude from Jet Set Radio. So I'm super excited. Okay. Nice. Uh, okay. So um, do we have a date on this yet or no? No, no date, but you can add it to your wish list on Steam at the moment, and I believe it's getting an Xbox release as well as a PC release. Um, you know, I converted Greg because we did an episode of uh, exploration on Jet Set Radio. So when mm-hmm. I showed him, I think we were both pretty excited for this. Yeah, I'm gonna add it to my wish list. I didn't know it was up. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, because uh, I pulled it up on Google, and it looks like they have like a like a trailer out for it. It's uh, like a 15, 20 second snippet, but man, is it so good? Okay, mm-hmm. very, very, very cool. All right, cool. I'm glad that's coming out. Who played Destroy All Humans here? Me. <laughs> well, I think we all did, right? But not the yeah. remake. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not the remake. Go, go ahead. So I wanted to put because so I've been like I, I think I, yeah I just beat Destroy All Humans like the remake uh, yesterday, and you know I had to uh, I had to get the remake because you know Destroy All Humans the original was like definitely part of my childhood. For sure. And um, honestly, like 
in my opinion, this is a pretty good remake. Uh, obviously, with like a lot of these remakes that are coming up there, you know, a lot of the developers, you know, they they, they tend to keep a lot of the core elements, but obviously, throw in their own little tidbits here and there. Um, yep. Which obviously, I gotta stop saying obviously. <laughs> so obviously, yeah, obviously, um, this is present in this remake, and I think it's still overall fun game. I played it through yesterday kept a lot of the core elements and it was a nice little break from the typical first person shooters that we kind of been playing like in today's mm-hmm. I guess time frame mm-hmm. and it kept yeah like the the voice like the um <clears throat> the little what's it called uh, I'm blanking out right here right now the what is that stuff called when it's like the you make fun of something that's that's part of like reality you know what I'm talking about wait what <laughs> Like you make fun of something that's part of reality, where it's like uh, parody. Yeah, parody. The parodiness of the 1950s <laughs> America is, is pretty present in this game. You got to talk about communism, and whatnot. Uh, they kept a lot of the things the same. Uh, PK, unfortunately, which is like the psychokinesis where you can pick up objects, is a little bit nerfed right now. But they added in their own thing called skate, uh, where you kind of just like fly around and destroy things. Um, it's a lot easier than just running around. And yeah, it still kept it to the core elements and a phenomenal remake. I don't know about replayability wise because I did bust through it and I'm not really seeing myself like replaying it how I mm-hmm. used to back in the day. Mm-hmm. But they still open up a lot of the missions uh, that you can play through in the archives as well as revisit areas that you know you already completed the missions in. Yep. So there is definitely a replay value in there, but I kind of want to see a little bit more done. I guess like DLC wise, maybe like some new things added on. But overall, a pretty good remake. Uh, still kept the core elements of the game, and it's destroy all humans where you can just fuck around. And good break from the current FPSs right now. A lot of funny lines. Still being able to cortex scan humans and hearing their thoughts, and they kept all the original voice lines in there. Mm-hmm. And who the hell doesn't want to run around in an alien in a flying saucer? Yeah, and it's just cool. destroy shit, you know? Uh, unfortunately, the flying saucer, at least on my PC, it kind of, I don't want to say lagged, but there was a lot of rubber banding going on. So I don't know if there's like some op, like op, optimizing issues going on with like pc and i think on ps4 too a lot of people have been reporting that the game when they boot it up it makes their playstation you know take off like other higher like great titles so i don't know if they're gonna like yeah. optimize it later on but i mean thq and order in my opinion knocked it out of the park with this remake and i definitely want to see them do destroy all humans 2 because out of the whole series destroy all humans 2 is definitely my favorite um but yeah overall pretty good remake Cool, man. It's definitely on my short list right now. I, I want to get to it, um, and I'm glad. Like, I, I feel like it's, this release kind of snuck up on us. Um, yeah. I feel like I didn't hear nothing about it for like a long time because I knew it was coming. Me and Gabe covered it on the podcast a long time ago, and then suddenly it's like, oh yeah, Destroy All Humans coming out tomorrow. I'm like, really? I'm like, fuck, yeah. man. Yeah, Shit. I think they showed had a showcase on in E3 where they mm-hmm. played through the first mission where you're just kind of fucking around with cows and you know. Uh, just destroying the whole farm but yeah no like the level design is like decent um Mm -hmm. not that many like glitches but obviously there's going to be glitches here and there Mm -hmm. um and then they added in those optional side objectives where you know if you complete all of them you can unlock skins and you know the upgrading system's still there for your crypto and your flying saucer and you know once you upgrade that zapomatic uh that everybody loves and that thing just pretty much shreds through anybody mm-hmm. um but like i said like unfortunately the, the telekinesis kind of got nerfed because i remember you used to be able to pick up tanks and just whip them and shit yeah. um but yeah they i guess i guess they wanted to add in skate uh with with like a it's like you dash and then you just kind of like fly around it's like a like a hoverboard skateboard type mm-hmm. thing but i mean you know it's still fun <laughs> like it totally bought me back to like 2000 when, when did the first one come out like oh five 
Yeah. Oh, six yeah. or five. That sounds about right. To yeah. Me. Somewhere around there. Like that totally threw me like way back. Like I, I, I totally felt younger again, but yeah, it's a phenomenal remake and seeing crypto in, in HD and all that shit was like awesome. Yeah, man. At 2005. So, um, yeah, man, this is, like I said, it is on my list. Um, it looks like it's a, a ton of fun. And I was telling my wife, I'm like, I can't believe it popped up. I, I really want to play it. I'm definitely going to stream it because it's definitely one of those games that I think will be worth the laugh, you know? And, um, yeah. So destroy humans looks fantastic. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Uh, Gabe, you just, you literally just added something. Uh, yeah, last my, uh, my Let's Ninja Diffuse. Um, so Tony Hawk's Pro Skater remake, and I was debating on putting this on gaming or music. So they added new tracks to the remake that's coming out September 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I get into what they added, how do we feel about this? It's expected. Are you talking I about think... like new tracks as in like not a part of the original? Yes. Oh, I mean, shit, more music. Welcome. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, the original soundtrack's banging, but you know, if there's something. Wasn't there that... only like 15 songs on that, on that soundtrack? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if there's not that many it. songs, you know, you kind of get a little bit. I guess I want to say bored, but you'd be like, oh, yeah, this banger again. Do you guys feel like it's destroying a bit of history, though? I mean, because they're adding new skaters, too, though. So, no. Yeah. I mean, like I said, with the Straw Humans, like when it comes to remakes, like a lot of the developers, they tend to keep the core elements, but they always add like add in their own little take to it. So, you know, I mean, as far as I know, with remakes, I haven't really seen a remake that's actually true to the core, where it's just literally the same copy paste game, just updated graphics like. There, you know, there's always going to be something new added in. Yeah, there's always differences, always. Cool, cool. I have a couple. I have the full list up here. I'm just going to rattle off a couple of sure. new artists they added on here. A Tribe Called Quest, Always Welcome. Absolutely. Uh, American Nightmare, Baker Boy, Billy Talent. We have Charlie Brown Jr. We have Craig Craig Feet, Icy Black. Uh, we have Destroy Boys. We have Fiddler. We have Less Than Jake. You can never have enough Less Than Jake. You cannot, no. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. Okay. Why? Some okay. MXPX. Okay. Uh, Real Big Fish, which now I'm kind of like astounded that they weren't in the originals. For uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a point there. Yeah. Uh, Strung Out, Sublime, The Ataris, uh, Tyrone Briggs, Viagra Boys, and Zebrahead. Some of the more notable ones on there. Okay. But there, yeah, there are 37 new songs being added to the remaster. Damn, Viagra Boys. What's and so a quick quick little tidbit about this game before we move on to music. Um, so if you pre-order it, you will get the warehouse demo next week, August 14th, and the full game drops on September 4th. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I may have to may have to grab that. I think it'd be fun. Uh, is it going for the full 60? I th- I thought I, I thought I heard against it. I, I thought I was going I, for 40. I thought yeah, I, I thought, thought I heard. 40 as well. Let me just double check yeah, that really quick before we Yeah, I'm on. It's going to be 80 because fuck you guys. <laughs> it is indeed $40. Excellent. Yeah, Perfect. 40. Is it gonna... Whoa. There's a is collector's it... edition for $100 that comes with a skateboard. Well, oh, cool. what, what brand or make? A birdhouse. Oh. 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 Actually, I lied. It's a mini fingerboard. You're getting a tech deck. Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, that's even better, bro. <laughs> I can take a shit in the stall and just you know, do a uh, kickflip off a dude's toe. So you get the, you get the game. Okay. You get the uh, well. See now it's weird because it's saying you get the full size board too. Um, yeah, because uh, the picture says mini fingerboard, but the description says full size birdhouse skateboard deck. Hmm. Maybe the deck, just the deck, is the full size one, and you get a tech deck. Huh. So maybe like you get, a... maybe you get both. That's interesting. Um, and then you get some digital deluxe edition content. So I'm assuming like a download of the soundtrack and maybe some other stuff. I don't know if they're planning to do DLC, but 
Fuck you. Just throw in the fucking uh, the thug at levels, and I'm sold. Um, I you know, a hundred bucks for these two games and a deck isn't bad at all. Actually, I, I wouldn't say so. No, I, I would think that's pretty fair. I'd, I'd imagine you'd pay in the realm of. Well, I, I skated mini logo for the longest, and their boards were thirty dollars back in the day. But like a mm-hmm. like a pro labeled board, you'd probably be spending sixty to seventy five bucks. Yeah, that's without for the, the deck. Too. For the deck, yeah. yeah, that's not that's without the setup and all that. Yeah, man, that that's pretty cool. Oh. That, I'm pretty excited. Do, do we know if this is crossplay at all? I have uh, no idea. I don't know. Uh, let me look it up real quick. It'd be okay. fun to play horse against you guys, though. That's for sure. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, yeah. The, oh, I, a little tidbit back to the collector's edition. So the collector's edition, you get the full size board, but you get the the tech deck if you pre-order at GameStop. So I think it's one of those GameStop exclusives. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cross platform. So uh, I've been in the market for a new tech deck. So this might be the move. Okay, so it's not going to be cross-play at launch, but they might have they might add it later, depending how well how depending how well it does. I'm, I'm assuming. So that sucks, but uh, yeah. But I mean, if it sells well enough, man. Like I said, they're 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 resaturating the market with the stuff we grew up on. Like yeah. you know, everybody in like the I if we're being super like lenient here, everybody from like twenty to like thirty five is going to go out and like buy this. Probably yeah, for sure. Bamajira already has this. And it's not even the only uh, skate game out. Skate XL came out uh, yeah, a, couple, uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, we, we talked about reviving the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, we weren't the only ones with that thought. I still stand by my idea that half the fun of skating is finding a new spot and yep. videography and photography behind that. But mm-hmm. um, I guess we'll have to see how how that idea would sell, right? Because you never know. People might fucking hate it. Yeah, so I plan on playing Skate XL too. I'm gonna to put that on my short list because I think it's it's not full price either. So um, Skate XL expect that to be talked about soon enough with me. But yeah, man, I'm glad that these things are coming back. Obviously, I'm very excited for the Thug or not the Thug, the Pro Skater uh, remakes. I think it's be gonna be kind of cool. So, all righty, let's go ahead and get it to the big boy. Uh, let's dive into music news and reviews. So my first thing that I put on here: a band called Shapes calls it quits. Shapes. Um, and uh, I think we they, they popped up on our radar a couple times. We did a couple. I did an album review, and okay. I know they were a couple singles of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess they just said that we want to go our separate ways. The band has run its course, and it was a very like amicable split amongst them. And yeah. um, I, I mean, I get it. I totally understand. You know, uh, you and I have always been of the mentality that feed your family first, you know? Yep. And if you're... It, pretty much if you're not like a like a b plus a plus tier band you're kind of just coasting you know you're taking out loans and stuff and and just yeah. kind of working on it and uh i i mentioned this to somebody the other day but uh garrett from silent planet was telling me how he took like an eight thousand well the band did they took an eight thousand dollar loan for like a shirt run and they're like yeah this is why we always make sure that like our merch is fucking awesome so people buy it so we pay back the loan because if you don't you're pretty much screwed yeah that's a problem um, so they called it quits. It's rather unfortunate. I always thought it was a fun blend of like the used and like let live and stuff like that. Uh, the mm-hmm. vocalist had a very like Burt McCracken cackle and kind of that insanity in his voice. But um, mm-hmm. shapes, you will be missed, man. Uh, guys, I should say uh, thank you for the for the lovely five years. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking forward to see if any of them branch out and do some other things. All right, cool, excellent. Uh, I'm not I'm not super familiar, but yeah, sure, absolutely, sounds good. So we are super late to this album review because we, we are lacking on music. Uh, the Ghost Inside, uh, their self-titled review after five years, uh, they came back with a full-length album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I kind of discussed this when we listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's not a bad album by any means. The musicianship mm-hmm. is there. The uh, I don't want to say technicality, but what you expect from the Ghost Inside, the heavy hammers, the rhythmic nature of these things. The Ghost Inside is one of the very few surviving veteran melodic hardcore mm-hmm. bands from back in the day. And they do what they do. And like I said, by no means is this a bad mm-hmm. album, but I was also not particularly impressed by anything on the here. And um, it, it, yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about it, man. It's it's It was like a one and done for me, unfortunately. And I was kind of, maybe I uh, shot myself in the foot with my own kind of expectations. You know, you think mm-hmm. that after what they went through and things like that, that this album would be album of the year, no contender. Mm-hmm. But um, that's kind of my thoughts on it, man. It didn't fall short in any places but you know how i feel about things that are very average they slide past and i hate that they slide past yeah so uh i think you and i like you said share a lot of the same sentiment when it comes to the album there's nothing bad on here everything is cool but um and i understand the the theming of it but he repeated the line multiple times and multiple songs well this is the brand new me and i get it like i said because everything they went through was very traumatic and obviously they are it is the brand new them but uh, I think I might have even told my wife, I'm like, you would think um, after all of that, that they would have more compelling, more compelling things to say. You know, um, honestly, I think Dear Youth was a more emotionally, <laughs> you know, emotionally charged album. Yeah. yeah, emotionally deep album. And I think it's a little strange. Uh, I'm not sure what the con- disconnect here is, or maybe they are just happy just to do anything or release anything. And. I don't know. Uh, not a bad album, not at all. But like you said, it, it's very, it's gonna, it's very quickly flooding to the back of my mind, and I, I think I've maybe listened to it twice, and I'm like, okay, I'm moving on. You know what I mean? Some more exciting things. So I think it's a little sad, but um, you know, I think it's more of a um, less of a progression forward with them lyrically and um, musically, but more of like a love letter to their fans for thanks for sticking around. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, it was more uh, of a it was more of a tribute to themselves and their people as opposed to I, I mean I, it is still new material at the end of the day right but it feels like we're maybe starting to plateau with this band yeah which is kind of sad so um and of I course it's just our opinion you know if you love the album let us know tell us what you liked about it maybe we'll, we'll give it another listen but that's that's the thing like because usually when you see like like as an example like when Alien by Northland came out last year. Everybody was still talking about it like two months after the fact. And I feel like nobody's talking about this. I am still talking about Disposed by the Plot in You. And that was February 2018. You know that? Exactly. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, maybe the next one will, will um, you know, bring something different to the table. But overall, okay album. But it's, 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 it's a memory now, you know? So that's just us. All right. Who's this? Me. All right. So Year 0001, which is a Swedish record label and management company, they released a 22-track collection labeled Rift One that features uh, sounds of most of these tracks are pretty much like trance with the occasional like little switch up to rap dubstep and some pretty big like thumping house. A um, couple awesome. of my favorite artists on, that are on here um, are Blade, um, Young Lean, and Tie Boy Digital. And yeah, this album, uh, it's not, like I said, it doesn't really have like a stagnant sound. It's just a bunch of these artists like come together um, from all across the world. And a lot of this, like this, this whole thing is pretty much like a whole banger. Like I pretty much threw this on while I was working and just, just blew through all 22 tracks and a dis- decent notice. Um, like I said, a lot of the big game, big names, Blade, Young Lean, Tyboy are on here, but I did gain a couple other favorite ones like Missing No, uh, Namasenda, and Darko. and 
yeah, like I said, a lot of these tracks are bangers. Um, pretty decent, if you like, kind of out there, otherworldly music. Um, like I said, pretty decent, heavy, pretty decently heavy on the trance uh, side of the genre. And I mean, if you ever check it out and or purchase this, then um, we aren't really a political podcast, I guess. But all proceeds will be donated to community bail funds, mutual aid funds, and racial justice organizers. Um, but you know that shouldn't be like the main reason that why you listen to this album, because overall, this is a pretty decent collection of just various artists and sounds um so i definitely recommend checking it out good you know greg's been on the podcast long enough if he prefaces things with we're not a political podcast <laughs> i don't know if i should add that in there but i was just like i might as well we, we well, it's for a good cause yeah we add yeah. it for everything <laughs> all right cool excellent uh, uh still world so still world th- these are my guys right uh my buddy uh dan's band uh dan from trump formerly from uh shoot the messenger this is his project that he's been working on for uh, quite a few years now and still world they dropped a new ep called dark matters i think it's five songs four songs total um and my guy is a fucking g when it comes to writing good music right um and all his stuff i know he's like a very large part of the the writing process for his band and uh, i'm super proud of this kid all right um he actually has a really cool windbreaker that I'm planning on picking up. Oh, and, yeah. The, the four pieces of merch they dropped were absolutely killer. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and grab those. But uh, definitely check this out. All right. So the, the, they are very talented. Okay. No, no, Have there be no doubt about that. All right. And I would definitely recommend once the world opens back up to pick, grab a show, check them out, have a conversation with them, because I guarantee you, you will like them. You will like their music. You will like them as people. Totally genuine uh, and a fantastic killer ep if you ask me so definitely check out stowell dark matter ep it is wonderful and uh, i had a good time listening to it a lot of good tracks all the tracks are good there's, there's no filler there definitely check it out uh we should ask dan if we could uh just pick up those windbreakers so he doesn't have to ship them <laughs> right get some money both ways just drive out to tinley park hey buddy <laughs> i mean he's fucking 10 minutes away from greg true 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 all right so Gabe. Sanction. Um, so our boys Sanction six three one back on Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> I was, congratulations. I was, say that. I was about to say that. Um, they mentioned that they're in the writing process. Um, so I'd imagine something maybe at the end of the year, maybe at towards the beginning half of next year. I'm super excited. I mean, they dropped uh, a full album, or was it an EP in 2018? And then they gave us the masterpiece that was. Uh, uh, the the name is eluding me. Broken, uh, bro- Broken refraction, which has been playing nonstop in my car uh, in 2019. So these guys are absolutely steamrolling. This is like, if you want to talk about new bands, I'm excited for. I'm excited for fucking sanction. I want to see the the dirty, nasty, grimy, musty shit they come up with, and I need more of that sanction snare. That thing keeps me up at night. <laughs> hey Gabe, did you, were they on your top five last year? Uh, you know, they were not, and I revisited them, and they should have been. Yes, they should have been. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things, man, where you just it's it, not in the moment, but then you revisit it, you know. But like, I still stand by stuff like Fever War. I still stand by stuff like The Plot and You. So, and we're you know we can't go back and redo it, but true. May, maybe we should because we're coming up on five years on the podcast uh-huh. in September. Maybe we should do a like a top five or top ten like things we've reviewed. You know what we should do? We should, not just that, but we should do like a top five things that we got like severely wrong. Like a things- top five fuck yous, all the Star Wars reviews. <laughs> or, or, no, I'm sorry, not the reviews, the predictions because we wrote yeah, the movies. Absolutely, we did stuff like that, or like maybe like you said stuff that was number one, but in retrospect, 
Maybe we yeah, were. If, if you could go back and edit your list, what would your list look like sure. now? Yeah, we should look into that because September's coming up and that is the five year anniversary. So maybe it's something we should look into. Just kind of just bringing back old topics and kind of be like, whoa, we were fucking wrong. <laughs> maybe we should just order a large amount of B dubs like that one night. Right? So, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Extinction is what was gigantic for me, and they don't really strike me as the type of people that take a ton of time to, to write a new album. You know what I mean? Uh, don't like. I'm not trying to imply that they're like that. The, the material isn't like. Excellent. No, these, these guys are very passionate about what they do yeah. and the quality shows. It's one of those things where bands like Slipknot take four or five years between albums to write. Correct. That's fine. They have nine dudes. It's probably a nightmare organizing everything, right? But yeah. Sanction. They're young, they're dumb, and they're full of cum. Let's fucking keep on rocking and rolling, dude. Whoa! Okay. Okay. So this next musical cum. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. So the next thing, I actually just added this on this list because Evan Knotts is actually a buddy of mine. All right. He's a rapper from Chicago, obviously. Uh, He dropped an album called Skyline. All right. Now, usually I don't talk about rap a whole lot, right? It's not really my thing. So, uh, but I gave this album a listen and the guy, like, I, I haven't really listened to his music a whole lot prior to this, but the guy got fucking like flow. Like the dude could fucking rap his ass off as my boy Kendall. Um, he, he got, he wrote some great, great songs here. He had a song called vices that like literally, uh, because I know what he was talking about when he was, you know, when it comes to the, the song that my heart bled for him, you know what I mean? So, um, skyline Evan Knotts, he is on Apple. He's on Spotify. He's on all of that. And the album's just, it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful piece of music. And like I said, rap's not usually my thing. Usually I'm a hardcore kid myself, but... Um, Unless it's Slim Shady. Well, yeah, there's that. Uh, but it, it, it is very well put together, very well produced. And you would think, you know, because I, I know that, like I said, the, the dude's very homegrown, that you would think that there would be some level of edge to uh, the production and maybe the quality. But no, man, this, this guy spared no expense on getting his things produced well. So definitely check out my boy, Evan Nuts, Skyline. Excellent album. It's wonderful, and I'm proud of him. Let's keep it moving. All right. So If I Die First, a band comprising of Lil Lotus on vocals, Zubin on vocals and keyboard, Netarb playing guitar and doing some singing, the drummer and bassist that did some work with Ghostmane, and I don't know if you guys get a kick out of this, but Travis Richter from, from First to Last is actually playing guitar and is a backup screamer with them. They dropped an EP called My Poison Arms, and as much of a shit show as 2020 was, um, we are back in the roaring 20s. This whole uh, EP definitely screams uh, mallcore emo, has some nice touches, uh, got some sound like that kind of sounds a little bit more like the use, Taking Back Sunday since it's fail, hmm. um, Drop Dead Gorgeous. But no, overall, phenomenal EP. Um, definitely check it out. My Poison Arms from If I Die First, Low Lotus and Zubin definitely kill it with the vocals. And I definitely want to see more from these guys when they link up, which seems to be the premise because from a little interview that Lola did, um, they seem to have a decent chemistry going on when writing songs and whatnot. They just kind of pop songs out of the ass. So yeah, like I said, definitely want to see more from this guy, from these guys. Uh, Lola Lois is definitely one of my favorite rappers. And I think Gabe's too, uh, as well as Zubin. And we kind of have, you know, net net arbs out there too. You know, he's a good guy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Lois, Lola Lois, definitely one of my favorite rappers so cool that he's actually branching out into like this like metalcore post-hardcore you know mallcore emo type genres and i think he fits the bill yeah i mean you know i was always telling jake that these people grew up on the shit we grew up on you know and um 
they they're branching out. I dig it quite a bit. And a fun little tidbit: Connie Scarbosa from CU Space Cowboy did the artwork for this album or EP, I should say. Yeah, hmm. I think I think if I die first and CU Space Cowboy and another band, they're actually talking about a tour touring together. So. Oh, uh, Wrist Meat Razor. Yeah. Ugh. So if they come through the Chicago, you'll definitely see me and Gabe up there. <laughs> what the fuck do you know about Drop Dead Gorgeous, Greg? <laughs> Some shit. Okay. Don't fucking uh, test my knowledge right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, holy shnikes. That's a name I haven't heard in many a year. All right. Funeral cool. for a friend, bro. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I know, but I'm just anyway. Anyways, so. We got some singles, uh, and I only have comments about one of them because I've only heard one of them. Cool. So. I'm going to go bottom up. Uh, Blink-182 dropped a song called Quarantine. Um, I actually quite like this a bit. This is kind of reigniting my interest for this band. And y- you know what I've said, man. Uh, Matt Skiba, the new vocalist, the stuff they write, like off California, he can fucking nail it. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely no problem. The, it's the older stuff that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's his face, Tom did. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I just can't can't do it. And uh, mm-hmm. I think Quarantine's a, a really fun single. It's a very introspective view on kind of everything that's going on. It's very meta, I guess is the word for it. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of all I have to say about it. It's actually really good. I, I quite enjoyed it. I didn't think I would like that. Um, sure. Uh, Gojira, they dropped a single called Another World. Uh, dude, these guys are the finger work, man, the fucking finger work. That's all I'm going to say. They, <laughs> whenever they drop something, I, I feel like, technical is is an understatement and it's just wonderful it's rhythmic and it's heavy on so many ways okay. uh blood bather dropped a single called void yeah Sorry. man apparently they got a new vocalist didn't know that uh but it's excellent it's an excellent little track they're uh, wonderful. yeah can we get blood bather and sanction on a set list supporting don't, like counterparts don't 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 say things gabe that you can't take back okay you Why? Because you know that's an awesome tour. Yeah, because I because I, I just want to re- will that into reality at the moment, and I can't because the fucking world's still shut down, Gabe. Yeah, and then have like counterparts, and then have like Code Orange headlines. There you go. Fuck up. <laughs> and then, shut it down, then Jake. Bye, go, go talk to the CEO of COVID and unshut down the world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. To unshut it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna have to work on that. He, I'm still waiting for my, my him to email me back, send him something. But it is what it is. But. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, this is fantastic. So Blood Bather, man, and it's just so sick. Like I said, I can't believe I didn't know that they got a new vocalist. I had no idea. Uh, so Fit for a King. Uh, this is the kind of controversial one today. Uh, they dropped a song called Locked in My Head, which is a bit softer than what they're used to doing. Um, I like it a lot. I quite like it, but the internet seems to fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, internet. Um, everybody's saying that they're pulling a wage war. And I, <laughs> I, understand, I understand kind of the meme behind it. But there, there's a there's a big difference here, man. Like this fit for a king single is very carefully crafted. I think they're very proud of it. And Ryan Kirby is on the front lines, fucking defending this. Him and his wife are both defending this. Oh no! And, and uh, I, I love it, man. And it, it's one of those things where bands change, people change over time, man. Uh, you don't have to love all their new stuff to appreciate it, but it is what it is at the end of the day. And they dropped a, a dad hat that says "Make Fit for a King Heavy Again." Oh my goodness! <laughs> As like a joke, and I think it's hilarious that they're taking this uh, kind of criticism and, and turning it around into something positive. But I do like it. Check it out, man! Fit for a King doing some exciting stuff. Huh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it, uh, but I'm kind of out of the Fit for a King bandwagon at the moment. I don't know why. I just whatever. Like it's like when it comes to the because you and I talked about the whole wage war thing. I kind of I found their their lighter stuff more interesting than the fucking heavy stuff. But uh, anyways, so yeah. Those are the singles. Hashtag or formerly 
bangers of the week. But, you know, it's like once a month now. But it is what it is. But that's it. All righty. Thank you guys for joining us here on the Second City Kids podcast. We will see you guys hopefully soon for episode 161. 161. Yes. And uh, all that good stuff. So you guys know the, the, the whole deal. You know, follow us. You know, all that Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, we are oh, everywhere. Yeah, we're every, yeah we're we're everywhere. Podcasts can be found, so check us out there. I live stream on Twitch pretty regularly, and uh, I plan on uh, doing that a lot more these days. So yeah, that is the podcast, and thank you guys for joining us. And until next time, signing out. Deuces. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Deuces.